Being in a position of leadership doesn't require just one type of personality. Here's Banning Leapshire. Just because you're the loudest person, the strongest person personality-wise in the room, doesn't mean that God has called you to be the leader in that situation. This month, we're talking about embracing your leadership style. This is the Jesus Culture Leadership Podcast. Welcome once again to the Jesus Culture Leadership Podcast. Always great to have you wherever you're joining us from around the world. I think I can say that confidently, right? Around the world? Absolutely. Easily. So thanks for joining us. If this is your first time listening to the Leadership Podcast, first of all, I want to say welcome. I wish I could give you a guest packet or something like that, but thank you for joining us. We started this podcast, and here it is. Are you ready for this? Five years ago. That is a bizarre thing to imagine, five years ago. And uh, we moved to Sacramento four years ago. That's even crazier to think. Five years ago, we started this podcast because uh, our heart is for revival, but I am convinced that really the key to revival is seeing leaders raised up that uh, carry a passion for God and a passion for excellence and leadership and really being effective in that. So we wanted to have a podcast that would come alongside you as a leader wherever you are. And if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, then you are a leader. You have influence. So we want to come alongside you wherever you are in whatever realm of society, whether you lead in the church or outside the church, and just encourage you, equip you, be your biggest fans. That's what we are. This podcast is about being your biggest fans. Cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. So welcome to the podcast. Always great to have you. I am joined, as always, by our co-host, Becky Johnson. Welcome, Becky. It's Thank great you. to have you. You have not been in the office recently. I haven't been in the office for like five weeks. Yes, and there's a reason for that. Have you been on vacation? Have you been uh, lounging <laughs> around the pool? Mm, that's have it. you been, uh, you know, just <laughs> I eating, think or eating bonbons? And what do you what have you been doing for five weeks? It's definitely what everybody thinks I've been doing, but I have been throwing up for five weeks. Oh. I'm pregnant. Which is go. a little bit of a weird moment right now because we all are celebrating the fact that you're pregnant. Yes, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Well, all of the podcast family, congratulate you. Make sure you give Which, Becky a shout out on, on Twitter. On my first pregnancy, I was out of the podcast for two months because I was sick with the first pregnancy. Yes, and then awesome. I came back in the first day back, I recorded the podcast. I had a box of crackers. You guys all laughed at me. Yep. And then I brought Lucy in and I recorded a podcast with Lucy yes, as a newborn. So, so all right, let's just my put kids it down. are growing up with the podcast. Let's just put there it down right now. Mm -hmm. Boy or girl. Let's do, I'm going to put you on the record oh. right now, boy or girl. <laughs> I think girl. You think girl. Really? What, what do you yeah. do? I'm due December 21st. That's whatever. It's a baby. You have a baby coming. Doesn't matter when they come. Well, Poor welcome, Christmas Becky. Baby. It's great Thank to you. have you back. We're praying for a great pregnancy. Thank you. And my favorite co-host, easily yes. my favorite co-host, uh, we're also joined today. She's by, your co-host in life. She's my co-host oh in life. I can't handle these two. My co-host in life, <laughs> CJ Liebscher. Yes. Hello. <laughs> there we go right there. Anything to say about our co-host in life? She launched a rival podcast. Yes. She did. We're going to be talking about this rival podcast, but whatever. I'm just sitting here, like, I just did our podcast, and it was peaceful, the and ladies? it was like a good, talking with ladies, interviewed them, and like, we're laughing, and Banning is yelling at <laughs> me and Becky this whole intro to the podcast. Like, he is just 
you are yelling at us. Like, I'm so it's, sorry for the podcast listeners it's passionate. to be yelled at as you say hello. Okay, listen, okay, does anybody out ever, there feel yelled at? Come on. Yes. Nobody's ever called them out on that because you're his wife, so you can, but it's all an inside joke. Banning just yells My all the time. My ears hurt. I feel stressed. You've been married to me for almost 20 Our years. Are you somehow put, surprised by this? He put some kind of compression effect are you on you serious? to limit his. You know this. <laughs> they have to put a thing to quiet is, you. Is this like a, is this a moment where I'm getting confronted? Is this an intervention. Well, I didn't know nobody else had the guts to say it because we can't change it. It's just banning. He yells. He's an old man. Hey, we have a in rule office. in our house that he's not allowed to yell from downstairs yeah, I don't to upstairs. really pay attention to that rule. At least he's who he is at home and oh, at work. Because he... The voice that you're hearing now, I get to hear all day. This is why night. I believe God. See, here's my theory on why, you know, being loud because I was born in the wrong era. I should have been a preacher in the, you know, oh, <laughs> the like 19th in the... century somewhere where I just have to be on a stump out in the field with no sound system at all. Speaking to the masses. Do you guys feel sorry for me? I live with this. No, they don't feel. They, they're like, they're no, they don't feel sorry. They, they feel, should. They're like, man, that woman is one blessed woman. Oh, when you when you get gosh. real old and you have your hearing aid, you can just turn it off. I, oh, <laughs> that'll be a gift. Do you know but what? you know what's bad? This is the last time you're going to co-host my <laughs> podcast. So let me just clarify right now. You got your podcast and whatever, but I'm not going to invite you in as a co-host to this podcast again. Really? Okay, maybe not, but yeah. still. No, what's bad is he has somehow the genes, because I'm not a quiet person either, but I do have the ability to not yell at times. I project. Like I have, I do have two different voices, but our children have gotten your voice, especially oh, our thank son. Thank you, Jesus. Thank and you, Jesus. It is known like, oh, the Leapshers are here because we enter a house right. and the loudness Darn explodes right. and it's, it's stressful. Stop yelling at us. Okay, well, first of all, let me just apologize. Can I just publicly apologize right now? And from now on, it's going to be, hey, welcome to the uh, G's Culture Leadership Podcast. NPR style. Really just appreciate that you guys are here with us today. (laughs) And uh, I'm really excited, really, really just excited to be able to come alongside you and just encourage you and... And just, I'm excited. A lot of passion. <laughs> okay, I have weird, creepy chills going up <laughs> and down. Like that's what you're wanting from me. I just, I don't want you to sound like you possibly could be a bad person. Okay, though. Okay, well, listen. <laughs> so, thank you for joining our. Hey, you uh, asked your so, wife on, yeah. so you asked for this. Hey, so CJ, thanks a lot for joining our <laughs> podcast today. She's gagging, really, you guys. She's literally really gagging. Really appreciate all your wisdom. Thanks for confronting. Thanks for confronting me in front of everybody you're as welcome. well. You're welcome. So on Sunday we were talking about that freedom, and, and if you listen to the Sunday podcast, you'll have heard this, but you know, freedom is, is available. Don't refuse to sell for anything less. And many times we settle for less than freedom in our life because we kind of don't even realize that some of the areas that we're in bondage aren't normal. You know, we just kind of think they're normal. So anyways, the illustration I used was, an, uh, I put an Instagram post up recently of cantaloupe, and I was eating this cantaloupe and, uh, you know, I, I cut it in half and just eat it out of the rind. You know, I kind of scoop it out like in a bowl. And, uh, and I put pepper on it. I put, put pepper and then I eat some of it and then I put more pepper on it. And I was remembering that I thought it was normal to have pepper on cantaloupe growing up. I thought everybody did that. Until I don't know who it was that all of a sudden came into my life when I got older and was like, that's not normal. That's kind of weird. Well, I don't. I'm sure that's Actually, that was you that did that. That's kind of you in my life, period. But I help so, you. So, so I decided to post on Instagram, 
hey, uh, and I posted a picture of this cantaloupe and, with pepper on it. I said, did anybody out there, was there something you thought that was normal as a kid that when you got older, you realized, wait, not everybody does that. It's not normal. So let me just read a couple. I read some of these on Sundays, but let me just read a few of these things that I read. One of them is your husband's actually, <laughs> Becky. So so I just, just I got like 10 of them. There was like 210 comments. Some will make you nauseous. Well, listen to this. Some are disgusting. First one. So this is what people thought growing up was normal that they realized wasn't later. Uh, this first one's not crazy, but ketchup in a cup of noodles. <laughs> ketchup in a cup of noodles. Not nice. This one I don't even get. I mean, some of these things you kind of like, okay, but this one, eating sliced avocado in a bowl, pour milk, sugar, and ice on it. No. <laughs> no. not real. That's, uh, that's that, can't, like, that has to be somebody lying. <laughs> so I, that's what I thought. This is your husband's honey on pizza. He does put honey. Ew, he drenches, why? Why? drenches pepperoni pizza, supreme pizza with honey. I yeah. Oh my gosh. Here's another one that we thought, <laughs> Derek and I laughed about this for a while. We thought somebody just fell, yeah, my mistake, garlic bread and dip it in hot chocolate. <laughs> Ew, no. And we totally think that somebody like had one last piece of garlic bread, it fell in hot chocolate. They're like, oh well. Like, Who's uh, eating? And they're like, has- yes. Like, who thought of that is what I think. Uh, eating, I thought this one was just mean by the parents, eating shrimp tails. Ew. <laughs> like, somebody thought that just was just normal. Like, parents you'll finish like, that plate, kids. It. We do not waste Ew. food. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here's, no, here's another one. That avocado with sugar and milk over it? Yeah, milk? and ice. Here's another one. And this one, I think, as well, is like, people aren't going to waste anything. Frozen pickle juice popsicles. No. Ooh. Like, you, she, <laughs> that sounds good to her. Did you frozen pickle juice popsicles. Says like, somebody's like, lady. I tell you what, I want a popsicle, mom. I got one for you. Sit down. Oh, that is something you would make Lucy. Tell it. Yeah. Salting crackers. <laughs> Here's one. Salting crackers with peanut butter. Not bad. Yeah. And mustard spread. No. no. Uh, peanut butter and onion sandwiches. No. Nope. Nope. That's nasty. Oh, this is this is actually the one. I don't know why this is worth for me. Mayo and banana sandwiches. Ew. Yep. <laughs> That's disgusting. Not going to happen. Sprinkle sugar on a slice of ham and roll it up. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is literally... Sorry, just the way, that, no just the way that people... Just and here's the other one. Sprinkle some sugar on that ham. Gross. I think everybody thinks every, something goes with peanut butter, but peanut butter and dill pickle sandwiches. Ew. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. even to the pregnant That lady. was like 10 of like 210. Some of them were... Uh, it is like, really worth it, guys, to get on... Instagram at the banning, go to the cantaloupe picture and read through. I just read one said cheddar cheese on top of coffee, like no. sprinkled cheddar cheese on your cup. Oh, no, no, why would you do that? What? Like, where does that come? Why would you do that? I will say, my sister one time, I was like six, and she made me a piece of toast with a slice of cheese on it that she broiled, but she put sugar on top of that cheese. And I remember thinking that was. That was pretty cool, but I was six. Why? Did you eat it? I ate it, but, but I've never eaten But these are things that people are like, I thought this was normal. That like, was the whole point. Like, like again, mine doesn't even sound that crazy, pepper on cantaloupe now, but but I'm like, I thought, you just have that thing, like, everybody does this, right? Yeah, And you get totally. out, out of your family, and you're like, wait, not everybody does this? Like, this is mayo and banana sandwiches <laughs> like, is not a staple in every household? I'd love to hear the moment that they all realized yeah, it wasn't totally normal. Like, Serving coffee. Or the, hey, no. Hey, uh, you want some garlic bread to dip that in, that hot chocolate? <laughs> nothing like curling up, nothing like curling up around a fire with hot chocolate and garlic bread. I will say my grandma gave me sourdough bread to dip in hot chocolate, and I 
thought that was good. Yeah, well, See, that's you, weird. Your grandma. So. That's not weird. My well, grandma made it for me. Well, listen, uh, as we celebrate the five-year anniversary this June of our uh, podcast, we want to take just a minute and let you listen to some actual listener testimonies. We had some listeners that uh, called in and left a voice. They leave voicemail. How'd they do it? I don't even know how. I, was it a it call? It was high in? tech. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Text we got it. So leave it. However yeah. we got it, we got a voice memo. Some of them are really great from really also just around the world of people just calling and talking about the impact. So we wanted to be able to share some of that with you, some of the listener testimony goodness. And then we're going to come back, talk a little bit of leadership and life with CJ. So, all right, here's the testimonies. Hello, my name is Alexis from Wellington, New Zealand. I've been tuning into the JCLP since about 2016, and I've just found um, the rich experience and wisdom in this podcast so beneficial at a time where it just feels like the church is redefining her identity um, for this generation. And sometimes there's not always continuity between leadership styles um, in work or in church. And there's old models and there's new models. And I think sometimes, for me anyway, I felt like I fell through the cracks of different kinds of ways of doing things and either I didn't feel like um, I worked with leaders who got me and either felt I was too strong or not strong enough and all that kind of thing and sometimes it can knock your confidence but I've just found like tuning into the JCLP and hearing how it's these like really reinforced these positive values of authenticity and um, feedback and just it's okay to be in a place of process and it's good to be in a place where you can be growing and improving um, not only as a leader but also as someone who can be led and just coming back to that foundation where it's about loving God and loving people I think maybe the biggest impact the JCLP has had on me personally is I've realized I'm actually okay (laughs) I'm okay I'm not like seriously messing up in life but actually I'm just going forth in loving God and loving people step by step and that's good and so please don't stop and I absolutely love the mindless banter at the beginning I love the way you guys relate to each other it's one of the funnest things to tune into every week so thank you so much hey my name is Axel Beteta I'm from Guatemala Um, I'm I've been listening to the JCLP for around two years now. Uh, I love it. I love uh, Banning's book club and I love the messages you guys share. I love the spontaneity of the program itself. And it's been such a blessing uh, just to hear you guys. And and there's a lot of traffic in my country. So every time I'm in my car, I just love listening to the JCLP. So keep doing what you're doing. And I hope to visit you guys soon in Sacramento. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Please come to Guatemala soon. There you go. That was our first segment of like a listener highlight. So that was fun. We loved listening to your guys' testimonies. So if you have one, like uh, like you just heard anything, any way that the podcast has impacted you, anything that you enjoy about it, we want to hear it. So all you have to do is get a voice memo. This is how you do it, Banning, old man. So there's a thing on your phone called a voice memo. What? Yeah. Oh my God. So, wow, that's fascinating, Becky. Talk, I really love Talk at that. a reasonable volume. <laughs> into your you voice just memo. scared me. So get out your phone or you can do this on your computer. Record a voice memo, two to three minutes, even a minute if it's there's something short that you want to share and email it into podcast at jesusculture.com. 
Again, that's podcast at jesusculture.com. Just send that audio file in and we will clean it up and hopefully you will hear yourself yep. on, on the podcast. So, Well, CG, I do appreciate you jumping in and being part of the podcast today. I thought it'd be cool to sit down and talk a little bit of leadership with you. We've been married for almost 20 years and uh, have been doing ministry together that entire time. I was just six months into youth pastoring when we got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things though, that we found about each other is we're extremely different, which, which, which if works. If you can't tell from the yeah, beginning of totally. the podcast. Well, okay, CJ, I just really, uh, we're, we're really different. And um, it, it's actually what's made a, a great marriage and makes us great parents together. And we, we make a great team, I think, because we are so different. Yes. But a lot of the journey you've been on the last 20 years of leadership is really actually kind of really finding out who you are as a leader, embracing who you are as a leader, and then being okay with it. Like this is who we are, and, and again, we're way we're we're different. We're both we both like you know being the life of the party type stuff. But uh, our, our I mean our love languages are opposite. Our strengths are, are the opposite. There's just so many things. Can you talk a little bit about that? About how your journey and and really I'd say even in the last few years coming so alive in leadership because you've in fact you have a let me just set this up as well. Uh, you've just launched a podcast called. Authentic You. Called Authentic You, which is really around being you, like being okay yes. with you, finding out who you are, being authentic. And, and, and authenticity is who God created you to be yeah. and be that person. Talk a little bit about your journey, especially when it comes to leadership, as far as you kind of really finding your lane and finding like, I'm okay with this. I don't have to be somebody else. I don't have to fit in another box. And even in our interactions, you know, you don't have to be me. Or, or how I'm wired to be able to do that. Talk a little bit about that. I think I, you know, now that I can look back, I feel like it's been my journey from when we first started ministry, even when, um, you know, up at the church and when we were we were part of a big church, and it was like this pressure that I should want to speak and I should want to be in front and I should want to do all this stuff, and I, I didn't want to. I wanted to be a mom, and I I remember when I made the decision to be a mom the way I wanted to be a mom, there was a powerful moment inside of me to let go of expectation, to let go of um, pressure that everybody else was putting on me. And then we moved down here, and I kind of settled on, like, I was good investing in people's lives. I didn't need to do something from the front. Would you always, let me just, I, I don't want to interrupt your story, but... It wasn't, but you will, yeah, because that's yeah, who you I are. Know, I know. You weren't. Ju- I mean, you were just a mom, which is beautiful. But you've always had a heart to invest in people. Yes, you've I've always, always invested as in you've been as you were a mom. You were constantly grabbing young women. I loved and, small groups. Yeah, I pulling loved, them in, going grocery shopping with them. But I didn't have a desire to like me and you would kind of, you know. I mean, if we're honest, have nice little arguments about why we're doing what we're doing because you like to influence from the front. You have a message. You want to get up there and you want to give your message. And you can, I remember you asking me, do you want to speak at this conference? And I would look at you like, why would I do that? Not because... Because every great leader (laughs) wants to speak at a conference. What do you mean, why? And for me, I wanted to see the people that I'm interacting with. I want to see, it's not... It's not enough for me just to influence a stadium or a crowd. I want to walk with people. We don't even understand. I, we don't even understand that, do we, Becky? I want like to know like, that hmm. people can hear and be inspired, and then it actually changed their lives. And I feel like that requires more than just an inspiring message. Are you saying that I'm not interested in seeing people's lives get changed? <laughs> Is that what you're saying about Becky and I right now? 
Maybe. Maybe, okay. Maybe. I think, CJ, yours is even a... A picture of honestly what most people's lives will look yes. like. Like, you know, we you say, Benning, what a really small percentage of people are going to influence from yes. the pulpit. But how have you, like, you talk more about how you pulled people into your everyday life. Like, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people well, at home who are like, how can I influence anybody? I'm working or I've got kids at home. I'm busy. I feel like the Lord started it so simply because I married Banning. And then it Best hit me. Best decision in your life outside of Jesus. <laughs> it hit me. I was a youth pastor's wife. And if I'm honest, I cried for six months because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a youth pastor's <laughs> wife. And I didn't like high schoolers. And so I was like, what have I done? It's a real win-win. And, yeah. No, it was rough. It was rough. And then I felt like um, I felt like the Lord very clearly one night said to me, I didn't ask you to be a youth pastor's wife. I didn't ask you to be a youth pastor but I want you to invest in these five girls. And I just very clearly had these five girls in front of me that I knew I was supposed to invest. And the only way I knew how to invest was to invite them into my life. So what that looked like was we got pregnant right away. So they helped me paint the baby's room. They helped me grocery shop. They helped me learn how to be a mom, basically. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember... I needed to shower. One of them was at the house. I said, will you give her some cereal? And I came out, and she had put a bowl of cereal with a spoon and milk in it in front of like a, I don't know, she's probably six-month-old baby, (laughs) you know, but she didn't know what to do either. I was like, oh, I don't think she's supposed to have that, you know, but we just figured it out together, and then pretty soon they opened up their lives, and we we walked together. When did you become okay as far as even in leadership with like, this is who I am, I'm okay with who God has made me to be in leadership. Again, because there's so many people have such a picture of what a high level leader looks like, what an influential leader looks like. And, and it doesn't always look like that for you. It doesn't, you are a high level leader, but it's looked different at some, in many ways. When did you, when did you kind of settle into like, I'm actually okay with this? Even the passion to start the Authentic You podcast is so much based around this stuff. Well, when did that happen? I mean, it, for me, it happened when I walked through anxiety. So I walked through very intense anxiety for four years. And for me, it stripped away any need to look like anybody else or to have any type of I got it all together. On the outside, I just, all I needed to be was me. And I wanted to be okay. And I was okay whether I was a mess, whether if I was powerful that day, whether whatever it was, I realized I had something in me just the way I was. I didn't need to have this profound message that day, or I didn't need to look perfect in order to impact somebody that day. I could have had a horrible day with anxiety, talk to somebody on the street and their life be impacted just by me being me. And then I saw, when I began to talk to people about my journey, I saw the freedom that other people would get in their life from knowing that they're great right where they are. And we just keep moving forward. We keep doing the best we can. We keep growing. We keep seeking after God, but we're okay until we get there. If more people got that, I think, gosh, how powerful that is. And I think that's what's so incredible about CJ's message is that she gives people permission to be exactly where they are and realize that that is enough, that you can impact people in the grocery store, on the side of the street. Yeah, I love it. And I think that, um, you know, I mean, for some of you, what CJ's sharing will resonate with you and really give you freedom to be okay with who you are, be authentic, 
you know, be the leader that God's created you to be. For others out there, whether it's somebody you're married to or it's leaders that you're called to develop, mm. sometimes, and I know this is a lot for us in our marriage, like I was just so confused that you wouldn't want to speak on stage. I was so confused that you wouldn't want to, you know, change the world at the level that I want to go change the world. <laughs> or And leaders value different types of leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to be able to see like, no, that strength is needed and valuable, and it has nothing to do with what level of leader you are. And 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 sometimes for us, like, I remember we walked through people, like, they had a very hard, like, if you didn't want to do that, then you're not really a leader. Oh, I had some rough comments. I remember somebody looked at me and said, you have opportunity as a woman to speak and to do this, and you are letting down future generations yeah. that you are not getting oh on goodness. the stage. Yeah. And I and I walked away. It wasn't like I took that lightly. It wasn't easy to brush off. I had to stop and go, am I doing something wrong? Am I mm-hmm. missing it? But I had to recognize it wasn't something that was in me. It wasn't what the Lord was asking me to do right then. Yeah. I actually didn't even feel like I had a message at the moment to stand on the stage yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, again, some of you resonate with CJ, some of you resonate with me, Mm. and if you resonate more with my uh, personality or leadership style, whatever else, we have to make sure that we value uh, the leaders that are wired differently than us in both how we develop or how we interact with them. I remember I I had a a leader with me for years who who is an amazing leader and a good friend, but... um, Man, I just couldn't. I, I just didn't have value for what he was bringing because it was different than what I would bring. Mm-hmm. I need you to bring what I would bring. I need you to be passionate about what I would be passionate about. I need you to be wired like me. And I think that our job is to is to not just have you be like me, but have you be like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and figure out how to come alongside and bring that out and value that and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Not again, we need to challenge people and take off rough edges and and grow. Oh yeah. But like let you be you and that's that's something that I think in our own marriage and then subsequently in our ministry with leaders uh, I've had to is you haven't had to grow in that quite as much as I have to really <laughs> value other leadership styles and allow them to thrive and develop them. Yeah, I think you always kept the door open for me, which I think spoke a lot of value for even if you struggled with other people, even though I was different than you, you've always kept the door open. If I ever wanted to speak at a conference, well, I knew Because I, I knew could. eventually you would become a lot more like me oh and want to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh so, so is like, all well, I can <laughs> say. I will say a lot more people like it when I preach at church than it's you do. True. It's they actually really true. They got a, quite a bit of affection. So, so. you know, probably because it's not as loud. Yeah, that could yeah. be. Yeah, and I'm like, nicer. I don't quite feel as overwhelmed by the uh, intensity. <laughs> I feel coming like out I can do it. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Gosh, I'm going to make it. Oh, whatever. Awesome. <laughs> well, 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 CJ, thanks for jumping on uh, this podcast. And again, they can go. Uh, it's one of the Jesus Culture podcasts. One of our family of podcasts now. Absolutely, our official third podcast. So that's true. Uh, the uh, Authentic You podcast. Podcast and it, it happens monthly or semi-monthly or no, it happens, it happens once a month. when we want it to happen. Once a month, yeah, once right. a month, first, a month. first that, Wednesday of the month. That's oh, you as well for three consecutive months. That's you as well. Track. That's huge. Well, let's just say if it weren't for Natalie, it might not happen. Yes, which is the producer, <laughs> the producers of our podcast. She is amazing. CJ, what advice would you give people again? Because we're talking about such different leadership styles. So, and again, if you do the disc test at all. Um, 
which I'd encourage you to go do. But you know, there's the high D, that dominant. There's the high I, the influencer. The S, which is steady, I think. Mm -hmm. The C, which is conscientious. So, you know, how do you do when there's the high D's or the high I's and, and, and just kind of how have you learned to interact with them um, and what is it that you need? I mean, you're an I, but you're a lot of S. Again, this is part of the problem, right? If you were like me, man, you'd have a voice at the table then. Like if you were loud, if you were kind of knock a door down, if you were opinionated, if you didn't mind wrestling through something, which again, me and you have had this conversation even in marriage. I'm like, no, let's put this thing on the table and then let's just start wrestling over that topic. You know, let's just tear it apart. Let's wrestle over it. That's Mm -hmm. what I need. And you're like, oh my gosh, that is so... I'm so like worn out by this. It makes me want to cry. I know. So, so, but, 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 I, I, and I'm speaking to all the people that are the high D's, the high I's. Like, we've got to make room for and value, again, the S's and the C's. Again, if you don't know DISC, it's going to be a little bit lost on you. But those that are different than us, those that are steady, those that are maybe quieter, those that uh, don't do change right away, those that, like we've got to be able to bring them in, value them. But but on your side, what's it taken for you to bring yourself to the leadership table and make sure that you have a place at the table and a voice? Well, um, I'm an odd mix because I have the high I, which does like to be the center of attention. But then I have the steady S that takes a while to make a decision, that thinks through things. And so the the dominant personalities can show up at the table and just start throwing things at me and or telling me what to do. And then I just can shrink away because I need like, give me an hour to think through what I want to do. I don't got an hour. We don't got an hour. <laughs> I'll tell you. Jesus could have come back in an hour. <laughs> and so having for me the guts to come back mm. and say, hey, uh, I didn't I didn't like the way that was done, or I thought about it, and I actually don't think we should do this, or this is what I think we should do. Like, I actually have an idea, but it. this is what I think I should and do. And that's a lot of work. It is. It takes all of me some days to come back, especially to a very dominant personality, which would be my own husband. I don't know what you're talking about right yes. now. But the other thing I would say is figuring out how to be honest about who you are and what you need so that like once you learn that about yourself, like I I try to before a meeting or just in a conversation with Banning, be like, hey, you're going to come at me with 10 things and I just need some time. It's not that I'm not interested because I think it can look like you don't really care. So we're just going to move on forward and make this decision for you. But being able to communicate, I actually really care. I just need a minute. And I understand you want a decision right now. Can you give me 10 minutes? And also having, there's some things that I don't need to have an opinion about, which I know is I shocking. Ca- I, don't even, I, I don't even understand that statement. <laughs> I, I have said this regularly. I, I have an opinion on everything. I don't share it all the time, right? I don't like share. I don't, uh, I don't, come on now. I don't, if you only knew how many opinions I had, I don't share <laughs> my opinion on every single thing. But if you ask me, I've got an opinion on it. I have an opinion on it if you ask me. So yes, it's weird for me to think that you don't have, that you're like, I'm okay not having an opinion about yeah. that. Like I don't, I don't even care. like know where to put that. I actually could care 
less. Like there's nothing in me that cares what our badges look like, what our vests look I like. I don't at even church. like I don't even like, like I don't even know what I I, I don't uh, care. But like if it's something that's gonna affect somebody's feelings, like let's say somebody well, no, doesn't Okay, now you found out what I don't care about. I'm like if somebody doesn't feel comfortable in a vest, then we'll have a conversation oh about gosh. it. And they don't. They don't like the vest. When you so. said, I don't have an opinion about everything, I literally, in my head, I re-scrambled it, and I heard, I have an opinion about everything. I'm like, my right? God. You have I will say, what is that, weird? that is not coming out of somebody's <laughs> mouth that you don't have an opinion about everything. I every- am only surrounded. All the close people in my lives are these dominant personalities. So I think I deserve like an yeah. Oscar. I don't <laughs> know, like some something. award in life for putting up with all no, you. Nobel Prize, maybe. Yes. <laughs> this is the honest truth right now in the leadership talk. You've got to figure out how to work with different leadership personalities than you. You have to. And again, we're talking marriage right now, so it, it hits home. But, but I'm talking about in teams, mm-hmm. in life. If you cannot work, if, if the CJs of the world can't work with the Beckys of the world, if the Beckys of the world can't work with CJs of the world, you're missing so much. There is so... And again, one of the reasons why you are friends with and married to, because legitimately... You are stronger with people different than you, not just with people just like you. And so there is a lot of power attached to that. There is a lot of strength attached to it. If you can learn how to work together, value one another, and not kill each other. And that requires Jesus. I, what I've seen in CJ, <laughs> I mean, it just... Becky's like, it's literally not possible apart from Jesus. So. I don't think that it is. I am married to... So we have got the same situation in our marriage. Derek's quiet, introvert, steady guy. And I just, you know, any decision takes me longer than five minutes is not a decision worth making. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you want to do that? Let's do it today. And Derek's <laughs> like, well, hold on. So I literally would buy a house in a day if it wasn't for Derek. And So Derek and I are the better people in so life. Anyway, so yes, and... <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, you're dragging us down, <laughs> slowing us down. That's all that's going on here. And through through walking, you know, with CJ, um, something that I've seen is her when she says, I'm okay with who God made me to be, like I'm okay that I'm not the the bulldog at the table. I'm okay that I take longer to make a decision. It's because she has a really a strong connection to who God created her to be. And that's something that's even helped me, you know, as D personalities. I'm constantly comparing, constantly measuring myself mm-hmm. up. Well, I need to be more like this. Or I need to be more like this person. Or beat yourself up because you're a strong person. Exactly. Well, I need to be less like that. Yes. If I'm more like this person. And what I've learned through watching CJ and hearing her share and just watching her life unfold is am I okay with who God made me to be? And am I connected to that truth that, no, I'm this is who God made me to be, and I celebrate that. I rest in that as I'm striving to grow always, but I'm resting in who God made me to be. And I think that that's really what's at the center of that, embracing your leadership style and and being okay with it. And I'm sure it helps you go even then farther because now you're you're not wrestling against, you know, God's design. One of the things, so I never liked women's ministry because I feel like it's a whole lot of women— that complain or... <laughs> what you know women's ministry what, to yes, be. Yes, it's like drama, and, and I also don't want to make things. So that's all I knew women's ministry to be. Like, you we're going to gonna craft. <laughs> don't lie. And you used to craft your jeans yes, in don't. worship. But Dazzle, you, <laughs> you did I, not I, just I, bring up my I, worship I'm jeans. I'm just saying right now, don't act like you did I not... D- I do... 
But it's I wanna... a whole other story we're going to tell sometime. But my wife had a pair of worship jeans that she would wear to church. They were super powerful. That she right? did some crafting to. I am sure the Holy Spirit came stronger when I had my worship jeans. Yes. On. All right. Well. But one of the things I think, just personally, as I've been walking this out, I felt like from the Lord I was supposed to do a women's meeting, and from there has come this whole women's community that's really beautiful. But one of the challenges I've had in me is not being that dominant personality. You see these other these women pop up, and you know you easily could hand off the women's ministry to them, and they would just <laughs> run. And they would, who knows what they would build, but they would go for it. I mean, they would build. Sounds amazing. Yeah, skyscrapers. Are they you would, offering the women's ministry yeah, right that, now? Because you, <laughs> and it, Becky's got some ideas. <laughs> to be honest, I'm like it's kind of tempting. It's like. Here you go, go for it. And but I knew and I know the Lord has asked me to do this. The Lord has put this on me, but I also can't build a women's ministry with a whole bunch of women like me. Because we'll all sit around and take three months to make a decision on something. And yeah, it'll probably be really an amazing one meeting a year that we pull off, you know, but I know it's supposed to be more. So I had to push past my own insecurity, which my insecurity looks like I'm going to pull in these dominant women and I'm not going to let them take over, but I'm also going to let them lead. So to you, do fi- a great, you do a great job. To it. figure really out awesome. how to not step backwards and just let them go, but continue to go, okay, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your opinion and I'm still here and do it together. And it's a... It's a battle within me, and but it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it is so easy with my personality to hear. I mean, we've got some amazing women that we gather to just brainstorm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I should just hand that one over there. <laughs> That's a good idea. You go with that. <laughs> but again, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's all sides valuing yes. who God has created different leaders to be. It's going to look different than you. Uh, but you need to value that, mm-hmm. and and both from you know my side and your side that we just value that, and, and you're talking as well about again sometimes, and this was always my issue. This is funny you mentioned this because in youth ministry, I was always so irritated because when we were trying to establish campus clubs, I was always so irritated because the the kid who was the leader of every campus club was just the loudest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually the one that God had called. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually the one that God had placed there. It was just the, the loudest kid who's like, yeah, I'll do it. And and so it, just because you're the loudest person and the strongest person personality-wise in the room doesn't mean that God has called you to be the leader in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you stepping up and not letting go of those reins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also recognizing a D, like I, I, I need to recognize that a little bit sometimes. Yeah, that sometimes restrain. I'm leading, yeah, showing restraint. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. On that note, because we're a leadership podcast and leaders are readers, right? Leaders are readers. Leaders are readers. We always we do a book highlight often, and um, there is a really powerful book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, and it's called Quiet, and I actually was challenged to read it by my husband, who is an introvert. <laughs> Derek's he, like, hey, I got a book for you to he, read, Becky. He read it, and it really um, it stirred him deeply and kind of spoke to that thing inside of him that says, hey, just because I'm not the loudest in the room doesn't mean I'm not valuable. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to read it, and I was convinced 
convicted the whole way through. I, it was hard. It was a hard read because it went against everything that I believe. Like, well, you do have to be loud, and if you you do have to have an opinion. And so, it's called "Quiet: The Power of Introverts," and it's really powerful. Um, so I would encourage you yeah, if we'll you are not website, an introvert to read it. it. Yeah. And yeah. So we'll get that on the website. You know what? I have decided. I think I'm actually an extroverted introvert. I think you are too. <laughs> I totally. I'm like you're super extroverted. Because yes. like, put me in the right situation, I can't shut up. But then. I, I have a lot of introvert tendencies. Yeah, but it doesn't. I would say it's not just about. It's not just about what you say. There's quiet personalities. Mm-hmm. Yes, like yes. I'm, I'm a quiet personality, and I'm not going to run over everybody in the room. I'm not going to fight you to get my opinion through. I'm not going to. Which is me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, so, I'll fight you. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saying so. It's not, if you're with Derek, Derek's not sitting in a corner not talking. Like <laughs> right. Derek is there yeah, and engaged. Right. But when it comes to decision making or mm-hmm. wrestling through something or processing, he is a quiet leader, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I, I do agree. That's great. So we'll make sure to have that book on yeah. the website. Uh, give some more information on it. Yeah. Well, CJ, thanks for joining us today. Seriously, it was so good having you in here. And thank uh, you for th- having me. Yeah. Thanks for calling me out on my loudness. Oh my gosh. Now I'm just gonna every time I start now, it's gonna be gentle and no, quiet. No, you won't. In our life, you have never changed when I've confronted you I on know. something. Well, so that's not true. Okay, never. Come he hates. See, look, he hates that I said the word said never. The word never. They're they're having they're they're right in the middle of one of our or one of our main fights. So the never. There's a lot word, of times. The everything you don't word. <laughs> I can't even have this conversation if you're gonna say if you're if you're gonna just say never. I never in our you twenty always. years of marriage. That's a, that's one of our main ones. That's I mean, horrible. we don't fight, but if we did. No, I mean, if we fought, that would be something that we would talk about <laughs> a little bit. Your your statements of always and never. Which oh. are always correct. Always correct. <laughs> well, listen, before we wrap up, uh, we're going to be headed over to Europe in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be speaking at the European Leaders Advance. I'll be over there as well in Geneva doing a leadership day and a night of worship and ministry with Chris McClarney. So we want to let you know more about what's coming up in the UK and Europe. Coming to Geneva, Switzerland, July 7th, the Jesus Culture Encounter Leadership Sessions. At Jesus Culture, our heart is to add strength to what is already happening in the nations of Europe by coming alongside leaders who are influencing both within and outside the church walls. Join Banning Liebscher as he teaches on common issues that leaders face. And don't miss some unforgettable times of worship with Jesus Culture's Chris McClarney. July 7th, Geneva, Switzerland, the Jesus Culture Encounter Leadership Sessions for more information and to register, go to jesusculture.com slash encounter sessions. Again, that's jesusculture.com slash encounter sessions. All right, that concludes our uh, podcast for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, connect with us. We have been um, seeing a lot more of your guys' love on Twitter. And so we're on there pretty much daily replying and tweeting back and answering questions. So hop on Twitter. We're at JC Podcast and let us know how you're liking kind of the new flow we've been bringing for 2017. And there's still more changes coming up. We're excited to keep rolling those out. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Instagram at JC Podcast. We do giveaways and we ask 
questions and do polls and fun stuff and just an inside look at what we're doing here. So you can check us out there as well. And finally, if you like the podcast, a review on iTunes helps us immensely because that is pretty much what people read to see if they want to listen to this podcast. So um, if you want to get other people listening and tell them you know, how amazing this podcast has been for your own life, we would really appreciate a review on iTunes. So Jesus Culture Leadership Podcast, leave us a review. A lot of you haven't done that yet, so we really would love to see that happen uh, this summer. Going to get those reviews up. And that is all. So uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us.